Hello and welcome to In Pursuit of Purpose, where we focus on passion, purpose, and power. I am your host, Ariston CM. Thank you so much for joining me at 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday for my series, Repurpose 21, Lifestyle Changes for Transformation. My name is Ariston C.M., author and entrepreneur, and we are going to be talking about Repurpose 21, Lifestyle Changes That Leads to Transformation. This is such a very, very important topic, so that is what we are going to be focusing on today. Before we get started, I want to make sure that uh, you all know about my books. They are all on Amazon, Barnes & Noble's. Um, I've seen them a couple other places. I've seen them online at Walmart. The Courage to Dance Again, Finding Purpose in Your Pain, uh, Poetry's Love Song, Naked with My Heart, Seven Days to Spiritual Oneness, and Naked with My Heart Prayer Journal. So all of those books are available online, or you can visit my website, www.loveariston.com. Uh, the Naked With My Heart books, those are my two newest books. And the devotional is just meant to jumpstart your relationship your with God, your prayer life. And um, it's just really easy. It's designed to be done over seven days just to kind of position you so that you can begin that relationship. Also, the Naked With My Heart prayer journal is a nice way to track your prayers. So the prayer journal is going to have all kinds of helps, uh, quotes, affirmations throughout it. This is going to help you in your journey and really tracking God's prayers. Because one of the things that we, um, uh, one of the things that, I'm sorry, one of the things that gets us off centered is when we don't see God. When we don't see what he's doing, when we don't see that manifestation. And so the prayer journal is a really, really good way of tracking that because the prayer journal is going to, uh, you're going to list your prayers in the prayer journal, and then you're going to go back and you're going to see uh, the prayers and things that you have already put down. And then you're going to date them when God answered them and you're going to circle yes or no. And so the prayer journal is just really nice for that. That way you can kind of see God and see who he is. So I urge all of you um, to get uh, one of those books. I know that they will be a blessing to you. Okay, we are going ahead, going ahead, and we are going to get started. Just give me one second. I am doing a few maintenance things. I do apologize for that. So just bear with me. I hope everybody is having a nice morning. I hope everybody is doing well today. I, I woke up and today is, is good. It's a good day for me. So I'm just very thankful for what the Lord is doing in my life. Um, I just thank him because he's awesome. And even though we don't always understand everything that he's doing, God is so faithful. And I'm just so thankful that I can depend on him. And, you know, just because you pray every day, just because you serve him, it doesn't mean that you're not going to get weary, that you're not going to question some of the things that God does, you know, that's going to happen. And so it's something that is going to be that you should expect, excuse me, that you should expect. Because if you don't expect it, you're going to get caught off guard. 
and nobody wants to get caught off guard. So if you prepare yourself for it, then automatically, you know, and it's not that I'm saying that you're going to expect things from God that you're, I mean, that you're going to expect bad things to happen, but you're preparing yourself and you're saying, you know, if it does happen, it's okay. And I, I'm prepared for it. And sometimes we can't really prepare for it, but we can prepare if you know what I'm saying. I hope I didn't mix you up too much, but I'm just saying to have that posture of things could go wrong at any moment. How am I going to respond? And there's nothing wrong with that. So keep that in mind. Okay. We are going to go ahead and get started. So, uh, today we are talking about the story of Jonah. Um, in the Bible, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but uh, the book of Jonah is a very short read and it's something that I think would be beneficial for you all to read. So we are talking about repurpose, 21 lifestyle changes for transformation. Um, again, at the top of my paper, I have all things start with God. And that is so very true. Everything that you do, every place that you go, everything starts with God. Because he's the only one that can really do something about the situations that you encounter. Um, he's the only one that could do anything about change and just stuff. And so everything has to start with him. It's very, very important. So I have up my definition from yesterday of repurpose. To use something for a different purpose other than what it was originally intended modifying it to fit a new use basically is recycling so we're talking about recycling repurposing so basically uh today's focus i have is what you didn't do right in 2020 so when we're talking about repurposing something we're taking everything that we have and we are reusing it so we went through bad situations. We had a lot of things going on. And so we're taking all that stuff. And although those things came that they tried to destroy us, they didn't destroy us. So now we're going to take it and we're going to flip it and we're going to use it for good. We're going to make the most out of our situations. Okay. And we have to focus on what we didn't do right in 2020. And the reason why we have to focus on that is because we have to make sure we change it on this year. So the things that we did last year, whether it was uh, mismanagement of funds or maybe we just had some negative mindsets, maybe we just went all year feeling defeated, whatever it was, we have to change it in this new year. I have determined that there are some things that I'm not going to carry over into this year. There are some mindsets that I'm not going to bring with me because they are hurting my purpose. They are hurting the person that I am and they are causing me to not be productive. So there are just some things that I'm not going to allow this year, which means I'm going to have to work extra hard and staying focused on Christ so that he can keep my mind uh, right and keep everything in place because I can't deal with the stuff I dealt with last year. Did I deal with it? Absolutely. And I got on here and I smiled and I walked around and I smiled, but on the inside, something different was taking place. Well, did God use all of that to grow me? He absolutely did. However, to walk around to feel other than a way other than what you know God has promised you, there's a problem there. And so I said, you know what? This is an, another year and I can't allow this thing to keep dragging in my life year after year after year. And so I, um, so far I'm doing good. We're only in the fifth day, but I've already said that there's just some things I'm not going to allow happen and you allow to happen and you have to do the same. So look at your life, focus on what you didn't do right uh, last year so that we can begin to change it this year. 
here. Again, we are talking about change. We are talking about transformation, okay? And the only way that can happen is if we really understand where we need to change, why we need to change, and allow God to help change us. Because in that actual change, that is when that transformation takes place. Change and transformation are two different things, okay? So we really have to identify some of the things that went on in our lives or, or that's going on presently in our lives that are that is keeping us from walking in our purpose, that's keeping us from starting that business, that's keeping us um, at that dead end job, that's keeping us in that rotten relationship, that's keeping us in a state where we're allowing people to walk all over us and do as they please and all those things, all those things are bad. All of those things are things that need to be changed. So today's sin that we are going to be focusing on is disobedience and we're going to be talking about the story of Jonah. So I like the story of Jonah because Jonah was real. He was raw. So Jonah had got instructions from the Lord to go and tell the people of Nineveh that he was going to destroy them. Well, they were a wicked people. They had sin and it was a lot of people. And, you know, God in his grace and his mercy, he wants to give us chance after chance. He doesn't want us to be destroyed. He wants us to actually live the life that he intended us to live. It's not his will that we should perish. And that's in the Bible, but I don't know where it's at. I don't have that scripture, but it is in there. So um, God had given Jonah instructions. Well, Jonah was like, you know what? No, <clears throat> they absolutely deserve to suffer. Like, I'm not going to go tell them anything because you need to deal with them because of their sin. And so if you think about our lives, there are some people who do some stuff and we want them to suffer for it. I know I'm guilty of that because I think that a whole lot of people should pay for what they did because it's terrible and it's awful and they keep on doing it and they're getting away with it. And I'm asking the Lord, why are you allowing this? Okay. But one of the things that God told Jonah is um, you're up here getting upset about something that you didn't create, something that you have no control over. So why are you worrying yourself about basically his God's affairs? Okay. And so, but natural human instinct is to say, you know what? You did a bad thing. You need to suffer. So as um, Jonah received those instructions from the Lord, Jonah decided that, I, you know, I don't want to do this because this is not okay and they need to suffer. So Jonah called himself running away from God. And so he um, got on the boat and he had, I guess, told the guys or whatever that, you know, he was running from God. He didn't give much information according to the text. And so the boat begins to like just start getting disturbed and the waves and the storm comes and all of this stuff is just going on. So all the guys are like, oh my gosh, what's going on? So they're all praying, everybody praying to different gods and all of that stuff. So Jonah's down there sleeping. So then they go down there to Jonah and they say, wake up, call out to your God. What is going on? Do you know what's going on? And um, Jonah, they said, they said, okay. And so Jonah came up there with them. And so they cast lots and then they um, found out that it was Jonah causing a problem. And they said, what have you done? Why, you know, who, what God have you made mad that's so angry? And so he told them that, you know, they see serves the Lord God and all that. And so um, they knew he was running because, again, he had already told them when he got on the boat. He just didn't go into detail. And so they said, well, tell us what we should do since it's your God that's causing all of this. And so um, Jonah said, just throw me over the boat. 
And so at this point, the guys was like, oh my gosh, they was like, okay, well, we know that it's a powerful God doing something because he's caused all of this. So they, in their state, they said, okay, Lord, we want to repent because we don't want this to be held against us because we are throwing this man over and we don't want to receive no flack because of it. And so, um, they threw him over and as soon as they threw him over, all, everything calmed down. So even though right here, let me pause. Even though Jonah was disobedient, God still provided a, what a well for him to be in. He didn't let him die, but he wanted to again, give him another chance. So he provided this well, the well swallowed Jonah and Jonah had to stay in the well's belly for three days. Well, in those three days, I mean, wells are huge. I know if I was swallowed by a well, I would be repentant. I would be all kind of stuff because I'm like, Lord, whatever I did, I'm sorry. I won't do it again. I'll do whatever you tell me to do. Right. And this is exactly what Jonah did because he was in a situation and out of fear, that situation brought him to repentance because it was the consequence. This is your consequence for being disobedient. Now you got to chill out in the well for three days. And so during those days, Jonah reflected all of that stuff. Well, Jonah wanted to do whatever he had to do to get out. And so when Jonah got out of the well, he, you know, because in the well, he had decided he was going to listen to God. He was going to do whatever he had to do. He repented. Da, 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 da. Jonah went, he preached to the people. They responded. The king was scared. He was like, you know what? I believe God, everybody fasting, the animals, the people, everybody, everybody going on the fast. Don't nobody eat nothing because we want forgiveness. And the Bible says that it was over a hundred thousand people there. And so Jonah was mad. Jonah was upset because yes, he repented. He said, Lord, I'm sorry. I'll do what you told me to do. And he went on, but he still wasn't okay with what they did. His heart had not been transform transformed. Why? Because he was angry still. He was angry at God because he knew that God is full of grace, full of mercy, and that he was going to forgive them and give them another chance. And he didn't want them to. And so God told him, like, should I not be concerned with all these people? It's over 100,000 people and you want me just to let them all burn up and perish or whatever he was going to do to them. And that's what Jonah wanted. Okay. But because Jonah was scared, he came to repentance. He was scared. He went and did what God said. But the transformation did not take place. Why? Because he was still angry. So that was a perfect example of behavior modification. We talked about behavior modification, changing uh, what we do just because. Okay, you say it's wrong. I won't do it. Not that I'm happy changing it, but I'm just going to do it because you asked me to do it. And so basically that's what Jonah did. He did this because God asked him to do it. And so, and that was a good example of behavior modification. He, he, he modified the behavior, which was the disobedience. So he stopped being disobedient. He did what he said, but that transformation didn't take place. Why? Because he still had that anger in his heart. And he even told God that he wanted to die. He said, take me, Lord, it's better for me to die than to live because of all of this. That's how angry Jonah was. And so the story just kind of stopped there. You know, some other things took place and God showed Jonah some examples. But the, the main point that I want to focus on is that whole piece of transformation. We have to be truly sorrowful, truly wanting to change the behavior in us or we are not going to experience the transformation. The transformation is what's going to take place on the inside. That's going to help us maintain 
those modifications that we've made. So yes, Lord, I want to stop doing this. Okay. But I need your help. I'm not there yet. I'm going to repent for it, but I need you. So when you open yourself and you say, okay, Lord, here it goes. And you allow him to begin to transform you, showing you why it's wrong. You really being remorseful for whatever you have done. That is when your heart is going to begin to change and you're going to see, wow, this is something I cannot allow back in my life. This is something that I cannot continue to walk in. It's almost like an aha moment. Okay. And I remember, I think I told this story before. I was in a relationship with a young man and me and this young man, we had been best friends. Like, I don't know, a long time and nice person never argued or anything. And so, you know, I, I looked at him one day and I said, Oh, I said, the Lord, it's like the Lord just let me know if you continue in this relationship with this individual, like everything is, this is your life is stops here. And it wasn't that it was bad. It was boring. It wasn't, full of what I know it should be. It was just mediocre. And, you know, I think extra, extra large, everything me is extra, extra large. I don't think small. And so I'm like, well, I'm not willing to accept this. And so I said, okay, I went in the bathroom because he had came over to visit and I went in the bathroom and I was like, okay, Lord, I put my hands on the sink and I said, okay, Lord, I said, I'll leave, but I need you to create something that's going to help me. I'll be obedient and I'll leave. And is that the God told me to leave? He told me if I stayed, this is what was going to happen. So to me, it was the same thing. So I said, I'll leave, but I have to have a good reason because it's nothing wrong with this individual. I mean, he's just like, you know, but it's, I don't have a good reason. I need a reason. And so I think it was that same day or the next day he was over and, um, he was in the bathroom and he left his phone and I'm like infamous for going through your phone. Don't leave your phone around me if you want a relationship with me because I'm going all through that bad boy. And so I went through the phone and I seen stuff and I said, oh, and what I seen was it was a big deal, but it wasn't like break up with nobody, but it was enough for me. And I was like, oh, OK. So when he came out the bathroom, I was like, oh, this is what we doing now. And he was like, what? I was like, all of this. And that was my out. I was like, I'm done. And he was like, huh? I said, like, I'm done. It doesn't matter. And I'm like, you know what I've been through before and this is what you do. I said, I'm done. So that was my out. And so when we are presented with a situation, we have to be mindful like, okay, Lord, I got to do things different. I got to listen to you. Just show me what to do, you know? And that transformation did take place in me because for one, I wasn't doing everything right that I was supposed to be doing. Second, God had so much more. Third, I wanted whatever God wanted for my life. So my repentant heart, my desire to really connect with God transformed me. And what it did is it changed my outlook on things. It changed my standard. It changed my relationship with God. Okay. And so that is what you want to happen. But if you don't think that nothing is wrong with what you're doing, and I can say, don't do this. But if you don't think anything is wrong with it, then it's going to kind of hard, be hard to change that situation. It's kind of going to be hard for you to come to repentance over something you don't think needs to be repented over. And so in that case, this is when we have to ask God to, okay, Lord, I don't see anything wrong with the way I'm living. So I need you to show me. 
I need you to help me see and understand why I need to change what I need to change. And then as when the Lord will begin to work and work and show you, and then out of him doing all of that, that's when you're going to start to say, oh my gosh, I've been living like this. I've been doing this. Oh, I'm so sorry, Lord. And that's when you truly have a repentant heart. And then that's when you change. I have a note here. Disobedience without true repentance interrupts transformation. It's going to interrupt it. And that's what we are talking about. True change, true transformation. There are people walking around and they are saying this and they are saying that. And they aren't really even transforming. They aren't really even changing. Everything is the same. Who wants to have the same life day in and day out when God has so much more for you? And so I'm really trying to push that transformation where people be like, you know what? There's something different about him. There's something different about her. And that is what you want. You're not doing it for me. You're doing it for yourself so that you can live a better life, so that you can connect with God and so you can truly see who he is because he's truly awesome. Once you get connected to him, he's truly awesome. Do he leave you hanging? He leave you hanging in the sense of sometimes you want something and you can't quite get it and you take a little bit of time to answer it. But as far as leaving you hanging, as in he's not there for you, absolutely never. He's never left me hanging. Even in my darkest moments, when he wouldn't change my situation, he gave me peace. He gave me comfort. It was almost as if he was putting his arms around me to hug me, to let me know that he was there and that everything was going to be okay. And that's the kind of God we serve. Second Peter 3 and 9 says, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So guys, this is very important. God wants us to come to repentance. God wants us to experience the life that he has. And the only way that we are going to experience that is if we allow him in. And so it's something that is going to take place over time. But you have a duty and obligation to begin to identify things that you know that you did not do right, that you need to change. I didn't say you want to change. I said that you need to change. Because we're not all going to be, if we smoke cigarettes, we all not going to be like, well, I'm going to stop cigarettes tomorrow because it don't work like that. I've never smoked cigarettes. But if you are a smoker, you know that you just can't quit tomorrow. It's just not going to work. So, Lord, I know I need to quit smoking cigarettes because it's not expedient for the life that I'm trying to live for you. However, I don't have the desire to do it. So help me. And that's when God can work. He works in our honesty. When we come to him and we tell him just like it is, that is when he can truly work in our lives. And so don't be afraid. We have to take action in our lives or nothing is going to happen. I'm going to take having a baby, for instance. If you sit and you say you want to have a baby, you want to have a baby, but you don't ever have sex to have the baby, how's the baby going to get there? Now, of course, I'm not talking about like for in vitro and all that stuff. I'm just talking about just regular plane, you know, so you can sit there and you can walk all the way around, but there walk all around saying that you want a baby, but there is something that must take place before that baby is planted in you before that baby grows. And you conceive. you have to do what you have to have sex. So the sex, that's the action you're having sex. And as a result of that sex, you become pregnant. And then out of that pregnancy, 
comes a baby. That is the product of it. Okay. So it's the same way with our lives. We have to take action on the things of our lives if we want to change it. And then out of that, God is going to produce that transformation in us and is going to produce another person, a new creature. And so that is what we want, a new mindset. Um, you know, with my transformation, the Lord has been transforming in me. Um, I just, I take things like differently. Like I don't get upset a certain things I do get upset about, but I don't get upset as easy. And I understand people and I look at things from a different perspective and I don't look at you as personally attacking me, but I look at you as maybe there's an issue that's unresolved in your life. That's causing you to attack me. Maybe there's something that you want to be that you see in me. And so it makes you upset because you don't think you have it, but let me tell you something. Yes, you do have it. God has given you so much. God has given you a beautiful mind, but you're allowing the enemy to use it. God have given you gifts and talents and abilities yet you're sitting on them and you're not producing anything god has given you all these things but you're allowing depression to take over and so the problem with all these things are we don't see them but we have to get connected to the source so that god can begin to show us who we are who he is and so Hopefully I have said some things that have stuck with you on today. And so I um, am going to end for today because my time is up and I promise to keep things um, 30 minutes or less because I do believe that less is more. I'm going to close us out in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for each and every listener, for each and every viewer. Father, I'm asking that you would just touch them now in the mighty name of Jesus. Help them see, Lord, the areas, Lord, in their life that they need to be changed, that they need you in, oh God. I'm asking that you would just draw near to them, oh God, and show them who you are, Lord. I'm asking that you would just lay your loving arms upon them, oh God, and just give them what they need, Lord, to make it through, Lord, because change is not easy. Lord, in fact, it's very hard, especially when we're caught to let go of things that we hold so near and dear to our heart, things that we want to keep. Lord, we know, Lord, that you are above all things and Lord, you go before all things. And so, Father, we just ask all these things in your precious name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you guys on tomorrow. Be blessed. If you would like to know more about me, please visit my website, www.loveariston.com. You can also find me on social media, Facebook, Ariston CM, or Instagram and Twitter. I'm so Ariston. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget to grow.